One of the, um, shall we say, universal sentiments or beliefs that people tend to have, hence it's somewhat universal, is the idea that I am not good enough. It's incredible how many people believe the words, I'm not good enough. And it comes from all kinds of places. It can be, it can be a remnant from, from childhood. Um, it can, be, you know, can have, to, have to do with upbringing. Um, you know, it, can, it can come from self-image. A lot of times teenagers really struggle with the idea that I'm not good enough. You know, I don't, I don't look good enough or my image or things like that. And we move into adulthood and there's still a lot of times, you know, people really struggle with this idea that, you know, I'm just never good enough. And what we hear from the first reading today is that God does not create anything that isn't good, nor anything that he doesn't love. God loves everything that he creates because everything he creates is good. Now you might say, well, Father, if we're good enough, why do we have to go to Mass? Because we could make this a lot shorter. Um, football starts at 11. I know, but Green Bay doesn't play till 2.30. So, you know, well, but, but you get my point that, well, if we're good and God loves us, and in fact, God cannot love us more than he already loves us, right? Because God can only do things perfectly. So if he loves, he loves perfectly, and he loves every single one of us perfectly. And if we're already good, and he loves us, then what is this whole Christian life about? Well, so here's the thing, here's the way to understand it, is that we have already an inherent dignity because we exist and are created by God, but that dignity can be elevated through baptism and the sacraments, and it can be elevated also through our growth in virtue. And so we're always good, and God always loves us fully, but our dignity can be, as it were, enhanced by the sacraments Christ's work in us, as well as our own moral qualities, increasing that, that dignity. So we have a, do you want to know the hard words? We have an ontological dignity. We exist, the existence dignity. We have a sacramental dignity, and we have a moral dignity. And we can lose our moral dignity through sin, right? And we can even tarnish our sacramental dignity through mortal sin. But we never lose the dignity of our creation. So we move to the gospel, and this, this is kind of why it's important here, is because, so in the gospel, Jesus going to Jericho, and we have Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector. Now, he wasn't just a regular tax collector who everybody hated. He was a chief tax collector, so they really hated him. This was not a good guy at all. And I think sometimes when we hear this, this gospel, we think, oh, this cute little guy runs up a tree. This was a bad guy. He was a bad guy, and he was hated. I, I, I read a little bit more about these tax collectors and apparently what would happen is they would bid contracts from the Roman government. And so they would have an area where they had to collect taxes and the government would say, okay, in this area you should collect X amount of money. 
and then the tax collector would have to pay that to the government. So for them to live and to do well, they would have to take more. They would have to take more than what was required. So, you know, you consider right there in, in the Holy Land, among the Jews, there were certain Jews who made these contracts with the Roman government so that they could extort their own people. I mean, right? That's pretty good reason not to like them. And this guy was one of the best. So therefore, they really didn't like him. So Jesus sees him in the tree, which is just kind of ridiculous. Chief tax collector, seemingly a kind of guy who's not going to climb a tree, but he's so interested in seeing Jesus, he climbs a tree. Jesus sees him, says, come down, I'm going to stay at your house. And all the people grumble. Grumble, grumble, grumble. So not just the Pharisees and the scribes and those, those sort grumble. All the people grumble. Because they're looking at this guy Zacchaeus and they're saying, you know, why are you staying at his house? And of course, many of them probably wanted Jesus to stay at their house. You know, we're better than that guy. He's the worst. He is the worst among us. He treats us horribly. He extorts us. He steals from us. You shouldn't spend time with that guy. And they're upset. It's interesting, the Lord doesn't even answer them, the grumblers. He kind of, it seems as though he kind of ignores them. He has a mission with Zacchaeus. But Zacchaeus hears the grumblers and says, Lord, Lord, I'll, I'll change. I'll change. If I've extorted anybody, I'll give the money back with plenty to spare. I'll give to the poor. I'll, I'll, I'll change. What's interesting is that about this one, this interaction, is Jesus doesn't demand change before he says, I'm coming to you. Right? Because sometimes we see it and he waits for a person to sort of manifest faith or conversion and then he comes to them. But in this case, the worst of the worst, and Jesus goes to him before he even says he's going to change. What does that tell us? It tells us that God sees goodness in every single person he has created. And even if they be grave sinners, he sees the goodness that can be, the goodness that is, and the goodness that can be. And he seeks us out, even in our sinfulness. You know, there's probably somebody here who's the worst. <laughs> and you're like, Father, we're all looking at you. For good reason. You know, I mean, I guess probably objectively there's somebody here who's the worst, right? So whoever that is, you know, let's just say it's me, and that's fine, because it, it very well could be. Um, even the worst person here, Jesus desires relationship with you. Even if you think you're the worst, even if you think you're no good, that's a lie. It's probably a lie that you're the worst. God loves you even in your worstness, even in your sinfulness. Even in our failure, God loves us and sees 
who we can become and who we can be. You think about it with, with your children. You know, children tend to mess things up. Teenagers, I see you. You really mess stuff up all the time. I'm just teasing. Get, and that's all right. But you do. It's all right. So what? We make mistakes. But I guarantee your parents, who sometimes lose patience, but they never give up. They love you. Because you exist, they just love you. And they want you to be better. But they would never stop loving you. Now, how much more God for all of us? Just that we exist. He has this great love. Yeah, he wants us to be better morally. He wants us to receive what he's given to us in the sacraments so he can dwell within us, within our souls. But we should truly believe and know that he loves us now. My last point is this. All Zacchaeus had to do was be interested. All he had to do was, I mean, he climbed a tree because he just wanted to see Jesus. You know, probably knowing his sinfulness, he never expected Jesus to, to say he was going to stay at his house or even, even pay any attention to him because he knew how bad he was. But all it took was a little bit of, who is this guy, Jesus? And the Lord's presence came flooding into his life. And so no matter where we're at in our relationship with Christ, maybe you're thinking, gosh, I don't really have one. It just takes a little bit of interest. A little bit of, all right, Jesus, who are you? Show me something about yourself. I'm here. I showed up today. I'm at church. Maybe I got dragged here, but I'm here. Show me yourself. Reveal yourself to me so that I might grow in your love. Please stand.